Welcome to the Productive Producer Podcast. I'm your host, Max Newsom, Livestock Officer with the Northern Tablelands Local Land Services. On this episode, I'm joined once again by District Vet Lisa Martin. Lisa and I discuss mice contamination in hay and the options available. Lisa, welcome back to the Productive Producer Podcast. Good to have you back on the show again. Thanks, Max. It's great to be back. And we're going to chat today about one of the common topics that we're getting at the moment, contaminated hay from mice. Mice, definitely not my favourite animal, but yes, definitely plenty of them getting around. And the plague continues and they're destroying a lot of hay at the moment. Yes, people have uh, were so pleased to have that surplus feed around and look at what those mice have been up to. Yeah, not from, great. From droughts to flood to plague mice. That's it. So we might chat today about some strategies for people to assess the level of contamination in their hay and what risk it, risks are posed and help them make a more informed decision about what to do. Yeah, that would be great. Certainly getting plenty of um, requests for assistance for those sort of things, Max. So Lisa, what are the risks posed from contaminated hay from mice? Well, besides the fact that they're just destroying the the quality, um, the overall feed quality of the crop, there are a few um, diseases that mice can carry and and pose a risk to livestock. And given that livestock are, are you know pretty high value at the moment, um, people should be keen to try and um, protect their stock from any potential losses with it. So the two things that we sort of um, most people are concerned about. Uh, diseases uh, like leptospirosis and also botulism. Yeah, they're the big two that have an impact on people. Well, that's right. And, you know, anywhere there's a human health risk, um, you know, you should be definitely trying to mitigate any potential there. Um, and obviously with um, with the botulism, the potential to, to lose a lot of stock in one go. So, um, yeah, we're trying to get people to think, of, you know, assess their feed, assess, assess the need to use that feed and, um, and do what they can to try and um, minimise any potential there. So lepto, you know, the problem is that you can get a few, uh, there's a million different cerevars, well, maybe not a million, but quite a lot, um, with it, but there's a couple there that um, animals can catch and people can catch too, and it can make you really, really sick and lay you up around the um, around um, the property, and that's not great to have happening. Um, so, yeah, trying to avoid that that urine contaminated um, potential risk out there is great. So Lisa, everyone has a different level of risk associated to their enterprise. How should people go about determining that level of risk with hay infested? Yeah, so people should, um, you know, you need to assess whether you really need to use that hay or not. Is it great quality or not great quality um, compared to what you might have in the paddy? But um, you also need to assess the level of contamination that that's in there so you know break open a few bales see what's what's actually there see how much they've damaged it and see what you can do to mitigate um, exposure when you're using it so you know PPE using um, try not to handle it too much I always think it's a great thing trying to um, use 
you know, use a bit of mechanisation is great, but at the same time you're wanting to have a, look, a closer look to see the level of damage. So um, sensible things for people like a bit of PPE, gloves, um, overalls, you know, eye and mask protection is great if it's very dusty. Is that because they're the mechanisms of how lepto gets into the human body? Um, well, cuts, cuts, and cuts and abrasion, so you should always cover those anyway. Um Leptospira like moist conditions versus dry conditions. So hopefully, yeah, your hay's not too dusty and contaminated, but there's that potential there. Um, and the other thing is, you know, so take care when you're feeding it out, but take a few reasonable steps to try and protect your, your um, livestock as well by using things like vaccinations for leptospirosis. So um, the 71 vaccine, you know, you have five and one and seventy-one, so people should really be thinking seriously about using seventy-one um, vaccine. So going and checking their vaccination history. Yeah, and if you haven't had, uh, if they haven't had a full two dose shot to set them up, they might need those two doses four to six weeks apart. Um, if it's been a while since they've had those, they might be looking at just doing a booster uh, shot to boost the immunity on the stock. And what about botulism? What's the risk posed through botulism in contaminated hay? So the botulism um, occurs when stock eat um, decomposing or dead animals in the in the hay. So you've got your mice have died in there potentially. If you've done a really good baiting program, you might have a lot of dead mice in there too. Try and assess how many how many um, contamination carcasses are in the hay so that's the breaking open having a little look to see what's going on um, but when you get botulism occurring when you fed it to animals you've got a, a flaccid paralysis and the problem is that you don't generally just get one animal you could potentially get quite a lot of animals affected with no treatment and cure so prevention is definitely the way to go um, when we're looking at botulism and mm. You don't, you don't really usually see them live. If they've got botulism, they'll be dead in the paddock. Uh, you might see some that are alive, but they're they're paralysed and not able to get up. And you generally the losses when people have it are generally uh, significant versus just the odd animals. So um, yeah, great um, thing to do is uh, use a botulism vac- vaccination to try and prevent that potential risk or manage that risk and prevent that from occurring. In your stock, you know, and in actual fact, botulism is something that can routinely occur whenever you feed silage. So if you're a silage, you know, utilize silage in any of your feed rations, you should be on top of vaccinating your stock for botulism as well. And we all know that cattle prices and sheep prices are very high at the moment. And the price of vaccine for the botulism shop, how does the economics look? Well, and the price of any vaccine compared to the price of livestock at the moment, it looks good, doesn't it, Max? You know, a few dollars spent um, uh, on managing that risk, well worth it. So if you're feeding stock over, if you're feeding hay out over um, winter, you know, most people are probably thinking it's well worth ducking into the to the shop and picking up some um, botulism vaccine and make sure you check out your your lepto um, vaccination status on those livestock too. If in doubt, do the vaccination. It doesn't hurt to have an extra one. Remember that, yeah. And getting people to plan ahead and pre-order because a lot of the 
um, produce shops may not have the quantity you require on stock. Yeah, a bit like um, just trying to find those rat baits or mouse baits, isn't it? You know, a lot of demand um, might be a little bit hard to just access off the shelf. So, yeah, have a look, phone up, uh, make sure you've, you've got your order in and do something uh, about it rather than worry about losing stock down the track or catching lepto getting the potential for abortions and losses in your productivity or worst case scenario catching lepto yourself yeah the people i've spoken to have had lepto it truly does knock them around and for a long time that's right yeah nobody wants to catch something like that so um do you do your best to try and minimize that risk on your farm out there this season so botulism causes death in livestock, lepto causes abortions in females? It can, it can yes, and, and other productivity uh, losses, but uh, and potentially the zoonotic effect of, of infecting yourself or any of your workers that come on farm, you know, your, your um, farm workers, you know, your veterinarians that come out to look at your cattle or do the pre-testing, all of those things. And, you know, you, you need to make some attempt to manage that risk, which is a lot higher this season than in previous seasons. Got the nice moist conditions so those leptospires can survive out in the environment for a bit longer compared to in drought um, with it. So, yeah, the, and plenty of mice around to be <laughs> causing that problem. Yeah. Lisa, is there any ways we can help reduce the risk through feeding out of this hay? Um, Max, you know, obviously you want to know, you want to be able to assess the amount of contamination that's in there. Um, great to open, break open some bales and have a look. Potentially you could split the, you know, split biscuits off and drop it, drop it out. Um, and see what's there and if it's too heavily contaminated with say dead carcasses or um, something that gives you the option to dispose of it before the stocker are in the paddock and eating it so versus just dumping it in your feeders but you know you do have to weigh that up against the fact that you'll be handling that hay a fair bit more than if you just use um, mechanization to put it out and avoid the human contact so yeah, there is there is risks in there's risks in both ways, and it, and that's why you really need to assess whether whether the hay is of value that you do need to use it, um, and whether you have alternative, having got a lot of dry standing feed in your in your paddock, things like that. Um, should you be using that hay over the dry standing feed, um, or do your paddocks need um, a rest? Do you need to um, use it, and if you do, proactively vaccinate the stock to try and manage the risks and try to um, protect yourself when you when you are handling it with gloves masks and some overalls those sort of things so in summary vaccination but for both lepto and botulism yep if you're handling it use PPE, PPE. yeah and depending on your level of risk have a look at the bales and determine the level of infestation yes and whether they're better off as compost or um whether you whether you do think it's worth utilizing that hay um with it all those choices for people to think about and assess there uh at the moment with the until these mice numbers start to start to fall and there is um some rebates available for the purchase of mice products which i will put a link into the show notes as well as the public health notice associated with um, the mice plague. 
So it all sounds like useful information there, Max. No worries. Well, thanks, Lisa, for chatting about mice. And if you have any further questions, give one of your vets or livestock officers a call and we're happy to chat to you. That's great advice, Max. Thanks, Lisa, for coming on the show. Okay, my pleasure. Thanks, Max. If you liked today's episode, hit the subscribe button. Feel free to jump onto our Facebook page, Productive Producer. Thanks again for listening and stay tuned for more episodes. Please note the disclaimer in the show notes, as some of the issues and content discussed on this podcast may not be applicable to every farm enterprise and guests and hosts within this podcast are not liable.